What's up, Bridger Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Ridge Runners Live. Tonight, episode number 88 with UR Ultra. UR Ultra is a veteran-owned company that is focused on not only providing you, the race director, but also you, the runner, with a quality race registration platform that's focused on giving back to the community as a portion of every race registration goes to charity. I'm glad to be back. Bear with us on this episode. There's a little bit of audio issues, but it's a great listen. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. What is up, Bridge Runner Nation? We are back for another episode of Bridge Runners Live tonight with guests. You are ultra, and we've got a whole team here. We're going to go through some introductions here shortly, but we'll get started. Wesley, it's been a long time. How are you doing? I'm doing well, John. I'm pumped to be back uh, from our little hiatus with this awesome episode. Uh, I think it's going to be cool to kind of learn about UR Ultra and the the mission behind it, the the purpose, and kind of everything that goes into that. So uh, without further ado, let's just dive right into it with introductions for everyone that doesn't know who's on the screen right now. We can start over at the bike shop and just uh, go ahead and start off by introducing yourself. You were stupid. Eric Whittington. Steve Meglin. Brennan Ransom. Got back. Awesome. Great to have you guys with us tonight. Um, we'll start with our usual tradition here. Um, Wesley, what are you drinking? I've got the mango cart today uh, out of my cat's corner glass in honor of uh, homecoming at uh, down at Ohio University this weekend. Nice. Congrats on that. I wish I was down there for that. It's a, it's a wonderful place to be, I think. Uh, any there over the bike shop, you guys have anything fun and exciting drinking? We have this cold, frothy Deer Park spring water, vintage. Can't read the the date on it, but it's good. <laughs> they have born on. <laughs> Might Scott. be some salmon eggs floating around in it. Scott, how about you? I got I got some H two O two. Nice H two O. Not H two O two, but H two O also. H two O also. I've got I've got myself a little uh, Founders um, Agave Classic uh, Lime kind of beer here, so. It's uh, pretty delicious and uh, technically goza. So, is it yeah. made out of agave? Yeah, some sort of agave in it. It's pretty pretty potent and tasteful. So, we're gonna have a good show if it goes long. Um, let's jump into basically. Let's talk about what is UR Ultra. Uh, I I think a lot of people who watch the show probably are familiar with the name and have seen it flow around, especially if they're in Ohio. But what what is it? And we'll go from there. Eric, you want to take that first? Yeah, a lot of people know it lately because of Arlen, uh, one of our good friends, Arlen Glick. You know, he runs for us, and, and he's been killing it this year. But URultra.com uh, is a race registration platform, uh, just like some of the other ones. Uh, but we're trying to do something a little or a lot different uh, to where we, we want to give back as much as possible into the running community, the veteran community, and several other charities. Um, what we do is when a race comes on, we partnered up with Team Red, White, and Blue and Team RWB. So whenever a race pops up on our site, um, and if they're cool with it, they'll have a, we'll put an RWB logo on their site. And then UR Ultra, not the race directors, but UR Ultra will donate a percentage of every service fee from every runner for every race to Team RWB. And another neat thing about that is then Team RWB puts that race on their activity app 
uh, and they show it, they boost it within a 400 mile radius of the location of that race uh, to encourage veterans and, and non-veteran members of RWB to go in and par participate in that race because they know it helps them. Um, you know, we also will do uh, right now personal donations to, I'm matching the donations myself to Whispering Grace Horse Farm. Um, they provide free equine therapy for veterans, but it goes far past that. You know, we want to get involved in, in, in other charities as well outside of the veterans and help as many people as we can. And uh, a few years ago, about two and a half, almost three years ago, uh, Brent and I were running one night and he's like, you know, these race registration platforms, he's like, I did the math and there's, you know, thousands of races on these sites and the you know, we know what the service fees are because we're runners and we sign up and we pay them ourselves. And we kind of did some basic math and it turns out to be quite a large sum of money. And when he gave me his figure, I just about fell over and was like, you know, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know what to do with that. I said, think of all the, the people that we could help, all the charities that we could help. Think of what we could give back to the communities that we hold these races in, you know, it would, I mean, it would be astronomical. And, you know, Jeremy and I from Race Brimstone, we donate money from our races to to different charities for, for every event that we do already. And it's like, we can just blow that out of the water and do it in, in such large proportions. And, and uh, you know, I kind of looked at him, I was like, well, you know, I grew up playing the Atari, so I don't know how in the heck we're gonna, how are we gonna build the site? And it turns out Brent and one of our other partners that's not joining us just yet, David, um, they actually pretty much built, maintained uh, all the embassy websites for the federal government. So they know their way around computers. And with their knowledge and, you know, with me and Scott being runners, um, we just started putting everything together. We gave them the ideas. They would build it. We'd give them more ideas. They would build it. And we did this for... Uh, just over two years it took us to build this site um, and before we launched it. And, you know, and we're still tweaking it. We're still making changes. One of the cool things is we've had a handful of race directors, you know, will message us or call us and say, can you add this to your site or can it do this? And, and these guys get a change sometimes in a few days, sometimes within five minutes. But we're able to make these changes as we go. Uh, to make it just to continue to grow it and, and make it even better and better. So we are a veteran-owned company. Um, that's one of the reasons why we, you know, kind of have a soft spot in our heart for veteran organizations. But you know, we just wanted to make a product that was cool, that was simple, um, and that that really that really did something. You know, something you know outside of managing races. We wanted to do more. And, you know, that's why when uh, we were thinking, well, should we get a sponsored runner? Should we find somebody to run for us? And, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons we picked Arlen. You know, it's not just because he's a, a good runner, but, you know, this guy's this guy's got one of the biggest hearts in the world, you know, and and it just made sense. But, you know, the funny thing is, is it started off with me and Brent and the next three owners um, just kind of, it all just fell into place. Everybody kind of came together at the, 
the right place at the right time. And it was, it was like a match made in heaven. You know, we, uh, one of our best friends, Brandon is just an accounting whiz. I mean, he, he does numbers in his sleep. Um, so he handles all the accounting. Obviously we have Dave and Brent that do all the, the computer work. Um, we don't let Brent talk in public too much. So if you don't hear much from him tonight, he, he's an IT guy for a reason, <laughs> not a public speaker. Um, and then, you know, Scotty, Scott Bach and I have been friends for several years. You know, he used to come to my Eagle Up race and we just hit it off and became best friends. And next thing you know, we're traveling the, the U.S. together, doing races together. And, and it just, you know, it was like, you know what, you would be perfect helping us with social media and helping us grow this company. So that's kind of how it all came to be. You know, we just launched uh, several months ago and we got some nice races up there. It's it's a slow grow, but that's kind of good right now because we're getting ready to do some pretty big things. And it's also enabled us to, to fix a couple glitches here and there and to make some adjustments and changes to continue to make it better. Does anybody want to add to that? Or am I going to be sitting here talking all night long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Uh, I, I love that you guys are, you know, that the whole process you guys are built on giving. Like the whole premise of this was to give, like, you're like, there's a lot of money here and people are keeping it. Why don't we just give it back to people who need it? And I, I love that. And that's, that's what one of the great things about kind of small companies and how they work and operate, you know, a lot of that money goes back. Um, and you guys, it goes a little bit deeper than that though, too, John, uh, you know, Brent's got a special needs child and they race for uh, team Hoyt. And, you know, that was one of the biggest things, too, right off the bat. It wasn't just about helping veterans and, and you know, churches or whoever needed the help. It was, you know, we've got these kids that need push carts for races and, you know, the and God knows whatever else, that, you know, that you need. And, you know, there's a lot of families and kids that we can help with special needs, too. And that was a big thing on Brent's side that, you know, I want to be able to help more kids like my son. And... You know, it's, that was a big deal to him. And so, yeah, just giving everybody the opportunity to race. Um, I mean, for my son, we ran the Akron Marathon together. And to see his face at the end of that race was amazing. Just lit up, just screaming. Everybody, you know, everybody that's there is all cheering. You know, the stadium just got a little bit louder as we crossed. So that just to give him that joy. It really touches me. It's really important to me. And, you know, for other parents out there, it's, it's a big deal, um, you know, to have your, your child participate in sports that they normally couldn't. So for this and what we're doing, it, it's definitely played a big role in my life and why I want to jump on this and really, you know, we got the right people. Um, and every one of these guys has huge heart, huge hearts. And that's, that's what it takes. Yeah, it got so bad when we were building this that I couldn't get any work done here at the bike shop, as you see, at a bike shop, because he would call me all day long. What about this? What about this? Can you do this? Can you do that? And it was just, it was two months of craziness or two years of craziness uh, trying to get all this done and lined up. But I think if you see the site, it's uh, and not to sound biased, but it is quite nice. And uh, again, there's always room for improvement and there will be even more improvement here uh, to come. And we're all we're all employed full time. So this is on For top now. of what we're doing now. Um, so 
and the, the time and dedication is still there. You know, when I'm, if I get a question in the middle of the day, you know, I'm stopping what I'm doing, answering that real quick and then jumping back to work. But, uh, you know, at the end, when my day's over for my full-time job, I take on another full-time job, which is this. And it's fun though. It's not a job. Oh yeah. Brett and I, Brett and I got out of bed. I mean, I got out of bed back in maybe February, or March, because some stuff was going on with a couple you people. And people got out of bed. Yeah. Be a... <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> he, he's in Ohio and I'm in Minneapolis. Um, but yeah, some, uh, a couple of registrations, there were some questions about some things. And so we both, I, I got out of my bed here. He got out of his bed or whatever. And yeah, it was like 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, you know, and like, hold on, let me get on the phone. We'll figure this out, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, the good and the bad is that it is just us, you know. Yeah, and, we, and the cool thing is, is it's it's the 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 site itself is quite seamless. I mean, it is these guys did a really bang up job on on putting this together. So yeah, I kind of want to dive deeper into that uh, discussion point uh, entirely right now. Um, you know, I've used you know race registration websites, ticketing websites, you know, all the time. And, you know, sometimes you just get to one and you have to click through 25 different things to kind of just click check out and go. Um, talk about how you decided to go about optimizing the user experience for your platform. Should we let Brent talk? Go ahead. Yeah. Go, Brent, go. Yeah, I wanted it to be as simple as possible. Um, you know, I've been, I've been developing websites for over 15 years, um, e-commerce as well. And just to make it as simple as possible for the registrant to get on the site, find what they find the race they're looking for, click on the race, select a drop down, select the distance, and then hit register, and then you check out. That's it. It's basically it's really a two step process when you get to the actual race you want to do. You select the distance, you hit register, you fill out the, you fill out your payment information, hit pay, you're done. It's just simple as that. I, I didn't want to go any further because we could have drawn this out into multiple steps and made it made it just everything on the page, you know, smaller. But I mean, it's really easy just to take two steps and finish it. And that was the end goal was to really just as simple as possible, like you were saying. Um, and the UI is simple to use too. Your registration is right at the top of the page. Um, and you select the distance. That's, that's the user interface. By the way, <laughs> I was wondering what that meant for some of the UI. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Sorry. The first thing that popped in my mind was UTI. <laughs> I don't have anything to do with building the site, so we're safe. <laughs> but yeah, on, on my end, I just wanted to make it clean and simple. Um, and I feel that we've accomplished that. And, you know, if we get feedback from people that say, hey, you know, can you change this? Or, you know, can you make this this a little bit easier to use? Then by all means, we take everybody's information and we make the changes. And that's why the site is where it's at now. It's because of, you know, race directors and runners saying, hey, can you do this? Would you be able to change this a little? And we take what they say and we make those changes. Yeah, yeah it's true. Like the, with the with the, on the, on the different sides of it, sorry to jump in, um, you know, when being a, a non coder or whatever, you know, like it's, you know, just by, if even by saying sometimes, you know, can we make a, can you make that blue instead of red? I mean, 
it sounds kind of simple sometimes, but there is a little bit of coding. You got to go in and switch a meta tab to a super meta tab or whatever you got to do. Right. You know? Um, and so, you know, those things are, you know, I know, I know I've shot ideas left and right at things that, you know, to like, how to, what if we did this? What if we did that? Could we make one of these? How about one of those? That'd be super cool. People would love that. And at some point we still have to kind of dial it down to a, you know, what we have, like a, a very streamlined, simple, you know, matter of fact page, you know, that's, that's easy to get around. And on the backside, you know, talking on the race director side, then as far as building races, when a race director signs on, they create an account, we approve it, they can go in and build the race. The backside could be um, very, the backside, back end. Am I using the wrong terminology here? Backside, back end. All right, whatever. <laughs> um, it's, you know, you, you can create your race to be as intricate as you possibly want with GPX files, the whole nine yards. I mean, you realistically could put your race out and it, it could basically be a hand, uh, it's, it's its own web page. You know, it could be, it could be 15 pages of, of every single detail about the whole race. You can put it on this platform so that people don't have to, because a lot of times you go to you go to a person's race, uh, whichever site it may be on, and it's just one page with a few paragraphs talking about the race. Then you got to go to the website. Then you got to go to their handout. You know, on here you can make this as intricate as possible, as, as in depth as you want, or you can make it a simple simple thing and direct them to your back to your website. So it's really cool on the back end for race directors too. Yeah, if you have a if you have a five k, I mean. You don't have to fill out every tab. You don't have to turn on, if you're a race director and you go in the back end, you don't have to turn on every tab. You can select, you know, maybe three tabs that you want to put your information in and that's it. Um, but if you have a 200 miler and you want to put in aid stations and you want to put in everything and make it look nice to the user, um, you know, you can do that too. Yeah. You can even put a video in, I believe, uh, if you look at the Eagle Up Ultra race that's on there, there's actually even a video uh, that people could watch the video of the, the start of Eagle Up this year, which is pretty cool. Uh, Hoist actually made the video for us. It was pretty neat. So, so uh question for would probably be like more of a race director question, I guess. But on that back end, do the race directors have the ability to kind of predefine maybe a certain percentage that they are going to donate to maybe a charity that they're going to donate to? Um, yeah, that's actually that is coming. Um, as we speak, where it's actually in development, um, and it'll be up on the site here in two weeks. Um, and the race director will be able to choose what charity they want um, for their, for their, well, yeah, whatever charity their race is, is for, um, by all means. There's actually, if you look at, Scotty Cummer actually started it with one of his races. Uh, he actually added a link uh, that the runners can click on and then they can become member trail member association for the trail that they run the Badger 100 on and pay like the $15 donation or something. So there's something similar to that on there now where we can post donation links. But yeah, they're working on, on the other stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I really want to integrate that into the site so the race director can put in that information specifically and um, that money then will be transferred to um that charity's bank account. So the race director doesn't have to take the time to separate everything and then send a separate check 
But if they wanted to do that, then we could also obviously accommodate that. And then every two weeks when Brandon does the accounting and sends out all the all the deposits to all the race directors, he does a complete breakdown of races who, you know, which individuals signed up. And it's it's really neat. He's he's it's very detailed, very detailed reports. Awesome. Yeah, I was just trying to think about ways, you know, that race director would utilize specifically your guys' platform since you guys have that extra desire to make sure you give back. So good to hear it's in development. Kind of going off that, um, I've got a question here. If there's any way um, right now or maybe in the future with this platform that if a race director was looking to kind of market their race on UR Ultra without actually hosting the event on their platform and they set up kind of a sponsorship with you guys through that, is that something that's in the works uh, potentially as well? Uh, we haven't really, I haven't really thought too much about that, to be honest with you. Uh, eventually, um, we can do that through the timing system. Yeah. The t- yeah, yeah, we haven't gotten to this part yet about our new timing system that's being developed, that has been developed. <clears throat> but, you know, if it comes down to the road, like I know a lot of race directors like using one specific site because of all the rankings, Okay, and even though my races in particular are not on that site, they get downloaded on that site so that the runners can get the rankings from their race, our races still on that site. So, you know, when it comes to something like that, that's another thing that's that's also in the works. And with that, too, we, we want to talk to a plethora of race directors, too, to get their input on, you know, well, how would you judge um, from your race? How would you determine if somebody's ran your race and then six other races, how would they be first out of everybody that ran all those races? Just getting the different um, course, you know, difficulties, terrain difficulties, you know, elevation difficulties, things like that. We want to incorporate all that. So reaching out to several race directors will help us do that and several runners too. So we really want to take everybody's input and bring that to the table before we just throw something up and say, here you go, here's your rankings. I'm sure that gets easier over years as you develop and gather data. So um, not to take a turn towards the little nerdy side of this, since I'm also an IT professional, um, is your website, given your backgrounds, I'm assuming is very secure and safe and locked down. You've been asked that twice now so far. Yeah. Um, we take extra precaution to make sure that, um, that that happens and that, we are secure. Um, I can't really, I don't want to go into what we do. Um, Which is good. You could, I think you could agree <laughs> with me there. So, um, but yeah, we, we, we take extra precaution on that, on those side, on that side of things. Cool. Kind of going off the new timing uh, system that you guys are currently in the works of building and we'll kind of implement here shortly. Um, I know that timing systems have vastly uh, changed over the years and kind of different systems have kind of come out. I volunteered at a race this past weekend where, you know, I basically scanned a QR code on a bib to check in a runner. And I was like, well, I've never seen this before. That's kind of the coolest thing ever. I feel like the technology is changing so fast with these races. What are some of the things you're most excited about with your new timing software? Well, why don't we start from the beginning and then we're going to introduce here this guy right here. So when we were developing, when Brent was developing this, um, I have a customer here in the bike shop that came in one day and we were talking about the site. He, uh, he thought it was really cool. 
And he left to go on his bike ride. And he came back 20 minutes later and he said, we need to partner up. You need to meet my brother. Let's have a meeting next week. And we were like, okay. So it turns out Dave and Steve Moglin, um, we partnered up with them for many reasons. Uh, they're actually, their company now is officially, we're all part of UR Ultra. And what we've noticed going on over the years is there's so many things that could happen at a race. Uh, people can get lost. That's one of the biggest ones. People get hurt. Uh, there's even been people that have died, unfortunately. Uh, course cuttings, um, you know, and then a lot, you've noticed a lot of these races now are being broadcasted live. And there's a lot of times where they won't know where certain runners are for, for hours on the course, you know, because there's no, there's no reception or there's no mats out in the middle of nowhere. And so not a whole lot. There's certain times that race where nothing's really getting updated. Nobody's knows anything. Like the last 20 miles of a major 100 mile race. <clears throat> well, you know, it's, it's, ha it happens, but that's just because of, you know, technology and pricing and, and, you know, it's just not there yet. So we, had a meeting with Dave and Steve and told them our concerns and what we were looking to do that we wanted to add a couple different timing systems to UR Ultra um, to make it easier for the race directors. And what these guys came up with just blows, it, it blew us away. So from there, I will give you the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no way to live up to that billing. So would you like me to describe what we're doing for you? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. So let me set the table a little bit. You know, we run a technology company and uh, we work both internationally as well as domestic. And what we do is we integrate technologies and create custom solutions. And I, I must tell you, of all the of all the partnerships that we're working with, uh, the URL partnership is the most exciting. I mean, these guys are the real deal. They are exactly what they say. And the things that they're passionate about, we're passionate about as well. So just the chance to work with them is, is exciting. But we're equally as excited about the, the solution that we're bringing to the table. And we tend to pigeonhole, we call a GPS timing and safety system, but it's actually two different technologies and I'll kind of walk through it. So everybody on this podcast knows where GPS has come over the last 20 years. You know, we went from a military component down to, you know, our watches being very accurate. Um, our smart, smartphones are very accurate. So we all know what the capabilities are, but the reality is when you're developing in, Ohio, or in America, it's really difficult to develop a tracker tag that would be ethical for, you know, these types of races. You know, it's got to be cost effective. It's got to be sufficiently miniaturized. We've got to use the chips for America, which are very expensive. All of the uh, communication chips are, are proprietary. So we've got to meet all those standards as well. And it's a long development process. But thankfully, we're coming out the back end of that curve. We've been at it for about a year. And the product that we finally created is a miniaturized GPS tag that can pretty comfortably be tied into your shoelaces certainly thrown into a fanny pack or a hydration vest, and you would notice it was there. Um, once we do that, we have near real-time accuracy of every participant that's out there on the course. And by accuracy, I mean maybe plus or minus three to five meters. So it is, a, it is an exceptionally uh, high-performance type of system. And we can implement it all without those big timing gates. Uh, we don't need to bring in generators to run split timing mats or anything along those lines. Uh, we'll run it all through the cell towers. We're eco-friendly. 
We're eco-friendly. Well, we're race director friendly. So the problem is that, you know, a lot of these races take place in really neat remote areas. And that's kind of the attraction of them. Those are also really bad self-service areas. So in parallel to the GPS, we developed a, on a LoRa-based platform as well. Uh, for those that don't know what LoRa is, uh, we can bring in gateways that are about the size of a small shoebox. And with a very few of those, we can light up huge areas of landscape. And then, you know, we put LoRa tags on rather than GPS tags. Tags talk to the gateways, gateways talk to the cloud, and then we're back to the same end where we were. Very accurate location of all of our participants. So now we know where everybody's at, and we've built in a world-class timing system. And it does everything you would expect. You know, it'll show start times. Uh, it'll show time on course, uh, splits, everything like that. Uh, we built in flexibility for point-to-point -point races, loop races, relay races, because those are all a lot of fun, and we want to accommodate those. Um, but we also can provide a lot of physical data, like instantaneous velocity, acceleration, and energy curves. Um, we're hopeful that, you know, race teams can use that for their runner, you know, in support of them as the race goes on. But we know that it'll be really valuable analytics when we put the topography course right beside it. And a, uh, a competitor can go back and say, okay, this is where I put my energy in, uh, push the hills too hard. And we hope that they, we can help them with their performance. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, the part of the, of the system that I really like is the safety component. You know, so we're, we're feeding all this information in near real time. And what we've done is we've created this menu of safety options, and, and we're allowing the race directors to customize it. So I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, the tags themselves are, are sufficiently sensitive that they could detect a fall. Um, so the race director could say, hey, if we get a fall and 30 seconds of no movement, I want an alarm. Or 60 seconds or two minutes of no movement, I want an alarm. Uh, reverse running on a course, uh, I want an alarm. 60 meters, 100 meters, whatever they tell us to do. Um, we'll geofence every course. So if a participant goes off for the amount of time or by a distance, you know, I want an alarm. And these alarms are coming from the cloud, so we can send them by text to the race director's phone, to the race team's phone. We could send them by voice from our bots. So we could leave voicemails for them. Uh, we can display them as text messages up on the screen if the uh, race director wants to use our portal is at the command center. Uh, so it doesn't matter how we get the information to the race directors, but now we can send somebody out there to help that participant get back on the course. You know, if they if they twisted an ankle or something bad happened, we can really create this safety platform for them and create this umbrella that's no never been there before. And that's really the part that I'm most excited about. Um, one other portion of it that I'll tell you, we have this experience and sponsorship, and that'll go back directly back to your question previously. Um, you know, when you're doing all this and you're, and you're providing all this information and you have it readily available, we want to serve it up in a nice experience. So it'll be a fluid and ongoing development. But to begin with, we're going to put up the race course. You know, we can serve it up on a, a large screen at the, at the start finish line. That screen can also be viewed on iPhones, smartphones, laptops, anywhere around the world. Um, and then we'll run the, the people through it. You know, we can put all of the, the icons out there and show people where they are. We can stream uh, performance data onto those icons. If the people answer questions and want to take the extra time as they register and put in fun facts, we can actually label those through there. Uh, we can put in things like points of interest in and around the course. A lot of these courses are run in really cool areas, you know, so it'd be nice to put up points of interest and, you know, help those towns that let us run those for venues, uh, you know, give them a thank you back. Um, so we're going to create this race experience that we think is going to be really neat. And we'll take a myriad of input and we'll continue to uh, improve that. 
And then the last thing I'll talk about before we answer a whole bunch of questions on it is the uh, is a sponsorship. And we had talked about that portion of it. Uh, for the first time, this, this system is uniquely positioned because we tied into the registration. Uh, so we'll have eyes from all the participants. Uh, every visitor, fan that comes to the race will have a chance to see it. All the race directors will interact with it. And then anybody who wants to tune into that race from anywhere in the world will see it as well. So maybe for the first time, these large-scale sponsors that want to have exposure into the ultra world can use us to get there. Uh, we think that we can provide, finally provide the value and the number of eyes to handle some of these large-scale sponsors. And if we're successful in doing that, we want to move that money back through the communities to, as well. You know, give some back to the race directors. Maybe they can use that to lower race fees or they could put a pool together to bring some people in that might not be able to run, you know, with the race fees or whatever they want to do with it. And we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But we think we can we can actually attract those large-scale sponsors and introduce them to the entire community rather than the siloed approach that's out there right now. So those are the underpinnings of what we've developed. Um, I'm happy to go deeper on any part of it. Um, to go back on uh, the race director too, the race director, if they sign up for this on our site, they aren't going to have to do anything. They're just going to download the app um, and it'll automatically pull their race and all the entrants for that race onto the site. Um, and then as people finish, it'll automatically post the results straight back to the site. So the race director doesn't have to download or upload any um, CSV files. Um, so it's, it's really seamless for the race director. And like we were talking about, everybody will know where those runners are at all times. You know, with a big screen TV at the start finish, somebody could come up and say, hey, where's Joe Blow? We could type in his number and he'll pop up on the screen. This is where he's at. This is his pace. This is how you know, how quickly he's moving or slowly he or she is moving. Uh, crew and pacers, they could use their phone app and know exactly where the runner is at all times. I mean, it's just, it's going to be a bit of a game changer for these for these races. Put a lot of research in. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, allows it like, you know, when you're, you know, watching some races and especially some recently, especially watching Arlen, um, you know, not knowing exactly where runners are in front of you or behind you, you know, sometimes you know, watching some live streams or whatever, someone might say, oh, you know, Joe Blow went through here about 60 seconds ago. You know, you're you're four and a half minutes behind somebody. Um, but to literally see on a screen where where they are, you know, is definitely, a, you know, again, back to like the velocity and some of that information, it's kind of staggering to think about what, you know, like you said, when you can turn it on, when to when to take a breath, you know, whatever pretty like literally game changing. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say there is so much to unpack with this, this statement that just came through and there's so many aspects of it when both pros and cons, depending upon which lens you're looking through. Right. So there's going to be potentially what there's going to be new policies for races where maybe elites aren't allowed to look at their phones because it maybe takes away from that fun where you were saying that you could see. Uh, I mean, think about it. Their, their pacer could actually be running with them and tell them who's behind them and how yeah. far. And, and there's going to be some, there's going to be discussions and there's going to be open discussions about whether or not. We don't want to do anything. We don't want to do anything detrimental. That's going to hurt the industry. No, we just want to help it. Yeah. You know? And, and, I, and they're I, safe. Yeah. They're safeguarding what we can do with this. Yeah. And I think the safety thing is huge. I think for a crew and pacer aspect, like I know my, like my wife, like she's like just sitting waiting. You have no idea when I'm going to show up. Like if someone's gone wrong, like those kind of things are fantastic. I think being able to pull that data, like you were talking about, to see kind of what you're doing and, and where you would be wasted energy, that's like fantastic and awesome. 
Um, I have another, uh, you know, GPS based safety device and it is clunky and it takes yeah. forever to, to operate and 10 minutes between messages. And I mean, it's good for, you know, a safety problem, but to not have to worry about that and not have to carry that with me and, and whatnot, I think, I think this is like literally game changing if, if it really, we're going to run it side by side with a chip timer uh, next month at the Whispering Grace 100 just to do a comparison to see the difference, the night and day differences. So that'll be, that'll be fun to watch. And I think you can, with you talking about bringing in like these large sponsors, like you're able to do that now with this, it almost makes some of the ultra running community more like modern sports, right? where you can actually have that analytic live discussion. Like imagine Western States with Debo and everybody else sitting there looking at it going, watching where people are to be like, oh, someone's pulling up or they're wasting energy here and there. Like that is going to be crazy to see how they, you know. Well, there's more and more of us want to watch. We want to watch races, you know. So we Well, and, and, and with Western States, like that was an example I think we've kind of brought up. And since you kind of threw a word or a name out there, you know, um, you know, people who are watching that, you know, the there's more and more there's more coverage, right? There's live coverage, there's commentary going up, which is which is great to watch. But at the same time, you know, if you were watching that race, there was a time that the that the the tracking system, you know, got lost a little bit, you know, where who who was where because you know, there was a time when, you know, the last handful of miles, there was a few miles in there that, you know, no one knew until someone came out of the the trail, you know, said, Oh, guess who's just showed up at the aid station. Now we know, you know, um, and, and like you said, it's great. The, the, you know, I'm sure what's his, uh, Gordon Ainsley, you know, is like, Oh yeah, back when this was a horse race, you know what I mean? And, and now we've got watches and electrolytes and, you know, whatever, you know, so he's, you know, he's, he's seen, he's for one has seen some leaps and bounds, you know? So, um, you know, having, having lies commentary for the races is definitely a, uh, you know, a new thing. So I think too, the ultra community can never sell itself short. I mean, you guys are among the most passionate athletes in the world. Uh, you know, the commitment day in and day out to be an ultra athlete is, is extreme and product manufacturers, they know that and they want to market into that community. So, I mean, loyalty is a big part of it. And that's another thing too, you know, we could, you can do it on, you could do it on a hundred miler. You could do still use it on a 5k. Um, it just reduces and we're we're trying to help the race director, you know, be able to put on these races and have more out there. So I want to get, you know, we had that question twice. I got two emails this week. You know, we talk a lot about ultras and hundred milers and big events, and you know, hence our name, you are ultra. But you know, we we want to cater to everybody: the five Ks, the ten Ks. Do they even do ten Ks anymore? Uh, half marathons, you know, so it's not just what people would consider an ultra distance. You know, we, we want to take care of, of, of everybody, of all the races. Um, I mean, and, and at this time we have races, I think that go from uh, maybe at least a 10 K. Uh, we have maybe a the, on there, 5 K on up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those those races exist on there as well. And is, yeah. And these tags have to be waterproof. So, I mean, there's nothing to keep us from jumping into the triathlon world with it. Um, but for now, we're we're focusing it. We're pointing it at the ultra world, and we want to make it right there first. I do want to go back to the question too about you know the ethics of changing the paradigm of the sport. You know, uh, if a race director says, "Hey, I don't want anybody to know. I want to maintain that integrity, and I don't want people to know where the other racers are by looking at their phone," 
that's easy enough for us to hide that for that race, you know. So uh, we're not looking to change the sport, uh, you know, in its spirit. And if there is concerns along those ways, we have the, the checks and balances built into the software program that we can easily turn those features on and off. Um, so we don't see that as an obstacle as all at all. Uh, everybody wants to run their own show and, and we'll accommodate. Yeah, and from my perspective, just, it it's also not... goes back to like what Cam was saying something about the, you know, the you know checking QR codes, right? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I've I've been at races where they're they're taking the little uh, piece of the bib and putting it over a spindle, you know, and doing QR codes or or whatever, you know, which is all great and good for the races that that can or need to do that. But but if it takes you back to doing something else on the job or you know a different a different volunteer position, you know, and not have to do that, that's definitely a a plus and a lot of man hours or whatever that, you know, can be saved. Yeah. One of the other aspects that I, I like about this is I, I lost running burning river what, last year, year before I think it was, I lost my cell phone like it because I was using it to track and it got a little wet from the monsoon that wasn't supposed to happen that morning as Wesley remembers. Um, and I lost the cell phone. I, you know, at that point I didn't have any means of communication with anybody at all so like that kind of is it's nice to have it there and then is there any plans or can it be, can you trigger an sos on it yeah we we get that question a lot and in, in this version of the tags no uh but we are absolutely including that into the next one okay. and then you know the other question that came out that subsequently was if somebody goes off course could we put a speaker in there to notify or a light to blink you know or something to notify the runner and we're working on that. You don't want to add the weight of a speaker at this point um, into that, that tag, but we're trying to figure out some way that we could vibrate it or something to alert the, the athlete as well. So there could be two way communication. So yeah, those are, those are futures. Cool. I think again, if, you know, by having the communication to be able to send text messages uh, you know, most people that have a watch that's, you know, gets those messages. And again, those things can be turned on or off. So you know, if a runner is wearing a smartwatch and goes off course and they get their own signal to say, hey, you're off course, you know, message it from UR Ultra or the race director of the race or however we, you know, do it. So um, and back to the other point about those uh, certain devices that you, some people carry for tracking and, and certain things like that, you know, they are weighty. Um, we just had a guy do Tuscazor, you know, last month who was thinking about those things and decided to get one, you know, and and I don't know which brand you might be talking about, but they're all those, they're, they're sort of in the same realm and they might be around this size and they hang on a <laughs> somewhere, what have you. But, um, you know, some races in the, you know, no one's going to be able to afford to give one of those out to everybody at every race. You know what I mean? Um, it's definitely a, a less affordable method of tracking and bulky yet. Yeah. Unless your race entry is like $2,000. Yeah, and we can't afford to give these out to everybody, so we got to collect them at the end. The good news is, if you take it home, we'll be able to find you. <laughs> that's uh, three meters. <laughs> the house. That is awesome. Uh, you'll yeah. know exactly what room it's in. That's, that's all I need to see. Sure. Eric <laughs> my door at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, go put the speaker feature in there because I did not want to just hear a random voice coming from the Bring apartment. It some send, it, send it back. <laughs> my tag and my ten dollar bill. Oh, that's awesome. I think the, the coolest part about this, this whole thing is I think that you guys, uh, it's shown that you guys have really thought through every little aspect of that, you know, from whether it's the runner's perspective, the race director's perspective, the crew member's perspective, and kind of all different sides of, of the ultra running scene here. Where do you guys think this will be in three to five years if you guys had to like project, 
your growth? I think we'll be helping a lot of people within the next three to five years. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciate the fact that you, you set it up and said we've thought it through, but the reality is it's a living, breathing product. And, you know, we're going to take, I actually appreciate the negative feedback more than I do the positive. Uh, so we'll be taking it out and people will have ideas. And so where it heads in three to five years might surprise us all. Um, you know, we, we have the technology to do it. Uh, what features we want to build into it, how we want to make it look, feel and breathe uh, might, it might be something none of us have even contemplated right now. And it could be a runner in a race, you know, in Wisconsin next year that comes up with the greatest idea ever. So uh, it's a living, breathing thing. We'll take the input and we'll see if we can't make it something more special and more special. But I mean, let's be honest, these are spectacular races with really, really exceptional athletes. Mm -hmm. And the experience around them is pretty mundane. You watch them go off. There's a lot of excitement. And then you kind of start finish line, go check them a few points along the way. Um, but there's no real experience that matches the level of commitment that these people have to do to, to have this race. So um, we, we'd like to be able to bring that to the table. Yeah. And I, I love, you know, I love that, you know, be able to bring that to the table and show everyone involved, you know, because when you go out there and you're like, for those resort, for example, you know, just being out there and recently and whatnot, you know, no one's out at some of those viewpoints because they can't get there. And just to watch like the people grinding through and just right. to be able to see that later or to, be able to look, open your phone and app and see that they're still moving, that they're still grinding, you know, they're trying to get it done and they're, they're, they're moving. So. Yeah. We actually had a runner come back and say that somebody was laying down on the trail. Um, they weren't sure if they were dead or sleeping <laughs> And the way they described him, we instantly knew it was Timmers. So we jumped on the four-wheeler, went out there, and sure enough, he was sleeping, thank God. But, you know, in cases like that where we would have known a half an hour earlier or 20 minutes earlier just in case it was an emergency, it would have been, would have been good. Mm -hmm. And Tuscador is a good example, too, for the points of interest. I mean, it's a neat little town for those that don't know it. A lot of history with it. Currently, it's making history. Uh, and there's some cool places that you could go watch the runners if you knew where to go. So um, it's really a, a, a neat place to, for a venue. Um, but if we help them point out those points of interest, maybe people would, would have a better race experience. Yeah. I, I love. Okay. What if there's a, if they find a nice sports bar that'll put it up on the big screen, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> amen. Be, be yeah. Buffalo wild wings. Well, they did it here in town for, uh, for Eagle. They actually filmed, they filmed the Eagle Up race. They had a camera sitting down there, and they had the live feed at the Canal Boat Lounge right here on the course. So while crew and everybody was, you know, sitting over there eating and drinking and being able to watch runners come by, and you know, I thought that was pretty cool. But this is this is a little bit bigger than that. What they're what they're doing. So it'll be neat. Yeah, I'm super excited for everything that you guys are doing and bringing to this. Uh, the innovation that, that because you're so passionate and working on this with so much effort, you're going to provide all this new innovation for an industry that needs a little bit of a, a kick, right? Um, not that it, well, I don't want to say that in a bad way, but it, it's useful. It's very helpful. It's going to, it's going to challenge some of these other organizations and, and make them adapt and move the whole community forward, the whole ultra running organization and, you know, forward, the sport is going to move because of, I think what you guys are doing here. It's going to be good for everybody. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. We'd like to eliminate a lot of the bad stories. The ones that said I got off course in the middle of the night and had to scratch, you know, laying on the track, things like that. And we want to eliminate all those bad stories. Yeah, definitely. Um, Wesley, you got any other last minute questions before we jump into some of our quick questions here? I'm ready for the quick questions if these guys are ready. <laughs> all right. So 
Eric knows oh, this. No. He's, he's been on the show. So we've got quick questions that we always ask at the end here. So we're going to go do our, our runner-based questions for the runners. And then Wesley's got some questions over there that we're going to ask. Is everyone – not everyone's a runner here, right? I'm not at this point, no. Okay. So we'll have some non-runner questions as well that we'll have yeah. as well. Um, My first ultra was Shawnee. So there we go. <laughs> 50? Nice. Yeah, it went from – Half marathon to 50 miler. This guy thought I was nuts. That sounds about right. You are nuts for that. I was going to say, I mean, that's, you know. I will. Well, then, we can talk about that later. Wesley just jumps in there and throws a defense of you are nuts. <laughs> I will actually be there this weekend, and I'm super excited about it. It's, you know, it's gorgeous weather, and uh, I love that that part of Ohio. It's just incredible. Um, so for you runners over here, what is, what's one thing you can't leave an aid station without? And we'll, we'll jump to Eric first. Um, you know, it's, it's changed rapidly over the last several months. I got a nutritionist and I, uh, I went to fat burning, so I don't really need much at aid stations now other than water. I mean, if you would have asked me two years ago, I'd be looking for cheeseburgers, pizza, Coca-Cola, <laughs> you know, all the good staple stuff, but you know, it's, it's now just, uh, as long as I got some water and broth, I'm good. I'm good. Actually, one of Kiefer. Oh, and Kiefer, <laughs> yeah, Kiefer. Kiefer's good stuff. Got it. I actually ran. We ran the hundred. I ran. I drank it all throughout the course the other day, and and it was wonderful. It's amazing. Did it become warm? No, I kept it in the cooler. So yeah. when I got to the crew truck, I pulled it out of the cooler, would chug it, and keep uh, running. Because it's good cold. I don't know if I would want to drink. Oh, it. No, I would drink it warm. It would. I would vomit. It would be pretty bad. <laughs> like like straight out of the goat or wherever you get it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I would definitely DNF that race. <laughs> there, there's an old there's an old video of Wesley and Michael Owen doing a, a chocolate milk challenge where you can see what happens to to milk after you know it gets warm. Uh, when it comes back Not up, great. when who threw up? Was it Michael or you? It was Michael. Yeah, Michael threw up. Yeah, they raced. They did hill repeats with chocolate milk. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't even want to see it. <laughs> it's it's golden. Um, my uh, my main leave aid station would have to be gummy bears. That's the only way I finished shining was gummy bears in my mouth, singing as loud as I could, finishing the last five miles. So nice. Gummy bears used to be good. Yeah. I'd say peanut butter, some peanut peanut butter, peanut butter, something, some form of peanut butter. Peanut butter, something. Oh. Um, let's hear. Weirdest hallucination mid race or strangest thing you've seen somebody eat at an aid station, and this can be for everyone. Uh, we were eating sushi this weekend while we were running out of our mobile aid station. That was quite interesting. Yes. Sushi and kefir, I know. And I tell you what, man, it was one of the best runs ever. Um, I don't know. What oh, your hallucination was. My hallucination? Okay. No, I was running. I was doing Burning River myself. I think it was my my second Burning River. And somewhere around mile 70-ish, I think, um, I thought Ewoks were attacking me <laughs> and chasing me through the woods. And I started running as fast as I could, and my pacer was actually filming it as I'm running down the trail, screaming for him to kill the Ewoks that they were trying to get me. And then I didn't think anything of it, and the next day it was posted on Facebook. It was rather humiliating. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I think that was. They can be terrifying. I was, yeah, I was pretty dehydrated he that race, so I was a mess. But yeah, I, uh, I'd have to go back to Shawnee. I mean, that train whistle that first year freaked me out, and I swear I was seeing trains flying around everywhere. That was absolutely terrifying to me. I thought I was literally going to get hit by a train. Then you get to the aid station, and the guy's just laughing his, you know what, off at you. It's like okay, so definitely there. Scotty, have any good ones for us? Not really. I think there was a time when I was <clears throat> um, running Badger, and I for about two hours straight, I could smell donuts, and I, I, I think it's like impossible. You know, I don't know, and I didn't smell like donuts. I know that, and I have to say, a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the trail that you're running on in Badger is not donut land. You know, I mean, so Dairy land. I don't know, I don't know, yeah, so. Hmm. That's a a, a, a a smell, uh, whatever you want to call that, but Donut yeah. smell. I mean, as far as a hallucination, I guess, I don't know. So kind of not a super runner specific question here, but it kind of involves runners with the platform. If someone wanted to uh, send support or provide feedback to you guys on your platform, what's the easiest way for them to go about doing so? There's a contact us right on the front page where they could send us an email and we'll respond pretty quickly yeah that i'm there's a contact us page too that's just go there fill that out put everything in there and we're we'll respond I mean, in, 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 in a nutshell in a nutshell info at com works um but otherwise yeah you can fill out a form and send that in yeah awesome and then kind of a follow-up off of that is uh i know original nation loves the social media so what social media platforms are you guys on at this point uh, Scott's our social media guru. He's the one handling it, most of it right now. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We've been working on our uh, newsletter and some of that kind of stuff, getting our, our uh, newsletter email base going. So more coming. You guys on TikTok? Awesome. The kids definitely want to know that. Well, be real is the new hotness, John. TikTok's uh, oh, like last year. Be real. Yeah, there's yeah. so much going on. You can't yeah. keep up. Yeah, we're going to have a huge be, be real. Yeah, I'll be running naked. Brent's really into TikTok. We'll do the TikTok of Eric running no. through the woods, no, no, uh, being no, no, chased no. by Ewoks. Drinking kefir and sushi. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so we got two more two questions here that I'm going to sh- shoot at you guys. These are both uh, capable for everyone to answer, so they're pretty good here. What, what ball sport do you think you could beat most ultra runners at? Uh, Scott, if you want to go first on this one. With ball sport? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Um, I'd have to say something like football or something like that. Yeah, I could. Depends on what you're defining as a ball because bull riding. I mean, I've bull riding that would for be four a ball years. sport. That could be yeah. a ball sport, really. <laughs> Left field. Bull riding. Oh, hey, man. That's an original bull answer on the show. I love that. Sport. Yeah. Oh. We've asked that question 50 times at least, and I've never heard something so far out of left field on that. That's great. I love it. I've never been 900 football. I don't don't know. I wouldn't be very good at ball sports. I think it sounds funny saying that, ball sports. Ball sports. Yeah, I'd have to go with golf. Anything that would take uh, endurance into task, they would would run me down. Golf's a ball sport, so yeah. Yeah. 
Um, if Ultra Running had walk-up songs like baseball, what would yours be? So we have a Spotify playlist for Ridge Runners, and we put these songs on that playlist. So please add to the tunes of the nation. Um, Eric, do you want to go first? Um, you know, the beginning of every race, I it's ACDC Thunder is always that that song that gets the and, and gets me moving a little bit. Good, it's a walk-up walk song. Mm. Baby got a like t- <laughs> No, I feel like I've got a tie. I feel like Jack White Lazaretto or Teddy Bears Cobra Style featuring Mad Cobra. Mm. Look that up later. <laughs> we'll get Cam to put that one on the Spotify for sure. There you go. <laughs> I know uh, a lot of people might not like this, but I have to go with Kid Rock, you know, the old school Kid Rock. Yeah, so that would be kind of cool good. too. Nice. Yeah, not the country kid rock. The, the OG, real the OG kid rock. Yes. How about you over there? What do you Steve? think? Steve, Steve, you got a walk up? Well, I mean, if I was going to do a walk up, it would be a Bob Seger song. Probably accompany me. Maybe in your time. <laughs> we all know who the, the town elder is here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if that ages me, that ages me. But the gray hair should take care of that before we ever get to Bob Seger. That's why you got to wear a hat. Yeah. <laughs> I just you know, I given, uh, that, still- given that you guys are a small startup, I, I was expecting to see more hats, you know, being worn here. So What's that, please, John? I said, given you guys were a small startup, I was expecting to see more hats being worn. Oh. Pun intended. I, I've never not worn a hat. I've always worn a hat. They always will wear a hat. Yeah. I was more referring to the fact that you all have to wear multiple hats for every everything right. all day long. Oh, I have multiple hats. <laughs> I'm a hat freak. It's like the you know the how they say the women in their shoes. I'm the guy. Well, I got the shoes too, but I just love I love, <laughs> I love my hats. Hats and shoes. I love the confidence with that statement. I have the shoes too. Don't worry. Yeah, shoes. It's, I mean, it's, everybody, everybody, for the most part, anybody who's a runner here probably has. Yeah, they don't know. There's more more shoes than you ever need. I'm the only runner who went the past six weeks without a pair of road shoes. I just got a new pair the other day, and it was life-changing. I was just wearing trail <laughs> shoes everywhere. <laughs> I forgot how great road shoes were. That's how, uh, how my years going so far. <laughs> Like snow tires, you've been driving snow tires for years. Well, I was running to soccer, and I wore soccer cleats. And, uh, right, 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 right. Nice. <laughs> Those flats are nice, huh? Yeah, crazy. We just gotta we gotta have a whole segment on the ultra runner shoe life cycle. I'm sure we have uh, our own. Well, tears. sometimes we are Birkenstocks. So after hours, after hours. Well, so you want no, to find that that last question there? I actually can't, so I'll let you handle that one. Um, <laughs> Wesley's been off the show so long that he forgot one of his favorite questions to ask, so I'll go ahead and ask it for him. Um, if you could run with one person in the history of the world, even if they aren't a runner, who would it be, and where would you run? <sighs> go up for your answer. I think that I would probably go somewhere where it's very hot, and I would run with Jesus and ask him what the heck's going on and what he had in store for me. Just pick his brain a little bit. Yeah. I feel like Jesus could probably run too. I just have that. Sure. Yeah. And sandals. 
that, that too. Probably, yeah. You could run across the water if you wanted with him. You could. Right. As well. Hmm. Scott, what about you? Oh. Hmm. Dang. That's a tough one. Um, I think Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. I do Johnny Cash. And do I have to ask him something specific? No. Where would, where or just, just talk where would, to him? Just talk to him. Where would you want to run? Where would I run with him? Um, I'd probably run the Appalachians with him. Nice. You might hallucinate along that run. You might have. I believe. I mean, again, again, are we talking early, early Johnny, late Johnny? Johnny Cash. (laughs) Watch out for a train full of Ewoks. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Let me see. I'd have to. I'd want to run with uh, Britney Spears. Hey, I'll run with her. <laughs> Almost lost my beverage, but that's fine. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> my answer now is that's it. You're done. That's it. You know, I'll run through Norway with Britney Spears. <laughs> this is live, Brent. <laughs> I'd probably run with one of the generals from Gettysburg in and around that battlefield and just ask him what the hell went on there. Uh, you have a chance to go there. The history is so thick; it's it's crazy. I mean, our entire country hinged on that battle, and uh, and I, I I love it. So that's pretty deep. Yeah, that's how well. I was preceded by Britney Spears, so I didn't have to go anywhere with yeah, it. You know? <laughs> hey, hit me one more time. Amen. Well, we've had a wonderful show this evening. Um, before we go. Is anything, any last comments you want to make about UR Ultra? Um, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in and, and giving us their ear to, to listen to what we're about tonight. And, you know, I hope you, I hope you at least jump on and take a gander and, and, and check it out and, you know, tell us what you think. Like Steve yeah. said, good and bad. We, we want to hear it all. And uh, we love all the feedback. And, and we hope that uh, people are willing to give us a chance to see what we can do. And I mean, if you need us to set up a race for you, we can do that. Um, we have no problem doing that and spending time and making sure everybody knows how to use the system and is uh, comfortable with it. So we've yeah. Uh, I, time. Nice. I was gonna say yeah. Don't be misled exactly by the 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 ultra part of UR Ultra. You know, like we definitely are. You know, any kind of race, any distance, any size. You know, so. Yeah, I think it's all been said. We thank you guys for walking through it with us, though. It was great to be on the show and great to meet you. Awesome. Thanks again for being on the show. Uh, go check out URUltra.com. Go sign up for a race that they have on there right now. There's going to be probably a ton more showing up here in the future. Um, these guys are great. Um, and we'll see you on the next episode of Ridge Runners Live. Bye, Thanks, guys. Ridge Runner Nation, thank you again for tuning in to another Ridge Runners live show. Remember, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out as well. If you don't follow us on social media, make sure to give us a follow. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, join our Strava Club so you can get mentioned in the Strava Rundown every single week. We'll see you next week, Rosanna Nation. Oh, 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 oh